Hello and welcome back. Um, today is July 12th and this is episode 10 and it is titled Detox Your Life. One very common question I get from clients is what exactly is organic and should I always eat or buy organic foods? This is a very hot topic and a very important one, but it will take a few sessions to cover most of it. Today I want to briefly talk about organic produce and what the dirty dozen plus foods are. Then I will also list the three things to eliminate out of your life to become healthy for life. Last week, glyphosates were on the list of chemicals to eliminate, so this is really a great follow-up to that. So what is it? What are glyphosates? Glyphosate is an herbicide. It is applied to the leaves of plants to kill both uh, broadleaf plants and grasses. It can be in various forms and shapes like an acid or a salt form. The sodium salt form of glyphosate is often used to regulate uh, plant growth and ripen specific crops. So how does it really work? It is important to understand how these things work sometimes to really also understand why we should avoid them. So glyphosate is a non-selective herbicide, meaning it will kill almost most plants, non-selective. Um, glyphosate blocks a specific enzyme pathway that is necessary for, for the plants to grow. So it's a growth pathway that it specifically blocks, but also it affects the growth of certain microorganisms that are really important in the life of, of the plants. They're used in conventional farming and food production because they are chemical-based and kill um, at a much faster rate. They're favored in large food production practices. You don't have to work as hard, as carefully, or as much of, uh, if you just spray the produce with glyphosates because it pretty much kills all everything around it. But these chemicals are harmful to humans, animals, insects, and they affect the soil composition. Um, they tend to stay in the soil for at least six months, if not longer, and that is plenty of time for it to affect many things. Recently, glyphosates were linked to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and there was a huge settlement of $10 billion. People who had used Monsanto's most famous herbicide, Roundup, which you are probably familiar with, seen it in many hardware stores and gardening stores, they were exposed to glyphosates in Roundup and were diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I mentioned last week how many more cases of this cancer and many other cancers are on the rise. There are also so many more childhood cancers, especially in, uh, of can cancers of hematologic nature, meaning blood and immune system related, which didn't used to be the case. So what is organic produce and organic food production or organic farming? Number one is that there's no chemical-based toxic substances are used in organic farming. There are many good natural biological methods that can be used to get rid of most common plant pests. And uh, I use some of these in my own garden. There are specific regulations and guidelines as to what substances and methods can be used in organic farming. For example, a citrus oil-based weed killer gets rid of most weeds without harming animals or humans or insects. 
Another common natural insecticide is BT, also stands for Bacillus thuringiensis, which is a harmless bacteria to humans and animals, but um, it kills insects and slugs and etc., or turns them off rather. I use BT in my garden regularly. It works and it is harmless. I feel 100% comfortable letting my little farm cat Bowie in the garden, which is his sanctuary. In fact, he is in there right now as I'm sitting here working on my porch on this. Number two, organic farming also means that no GMOs or genetically modified organisms or seeds are used to grow vegetables and fruits. So if you get seeds that are GMO, most likely generated by Monsanto, even if you do not use any chemicals, that is not organic farming or organic production. So what are common seeds that are GMOs? Number one is corn. Corn, as you know it, the yellow, fleshy, sweet, and edible kind is not organic. There is no organic food or corn that you can eat, period. Sorry guys, that is the truth. I get this all the time. Even organic corn on the cob, even if I grow it, no. Corn, as you know it, that you can eat and it's yellow, it is a GMO. Most importantly, corn is also a grain, the worst grain to consume. So not only is it not organic, it is a genetically modified organism, but it also is a grain and to be avoided completely. Number three, now, farmers have been using natural genetic breeding methods to select for more favorable crops. Remember Mendel for, from your high school biology course? Mendelian genetics, that's what it was called. He used natural methods to select for more favorable traits in peas, peas for example. Uh, there is nothing wrong with that as long as natural genetic selection is used. So if a farmer finds that a specific genetic trait in a particular strain of a plant gives it better yield, for example, or more res resistance to pests or other selective advantages, he or she can use selective breeding to get better, more favorable crops without harmful chemicals or genetic modification. Mother Nature does this all the time. It is called natural selection. You may recall Darwin's theory of evolution and natural selection. So what are the dirty dozen? You heard about the dirty dozen and plus. So first, there are more than a dozen, but um, the list started a few years back with about a dozen foods that are usually sprayed with pesticides. These include apples, berries, celery, peaches, pears, tomatoes, kale, grapes, nectarines, cherries, potatoes, spinach. These were the original Dirty Dozen, but later there were more foods added to the list as farmers and producers started spraying more crops with the glyphosates. And those include, but not limited to, peppers, sweet and hot peppers, beans, legumes, oats, many herbs, rice, and wheat. In this later list, rice and wheat and oats are especially important to avoid. Why? You guessed it. They are grains. There are many baby foods, children's snacks, and other packaged foods that have been tested 
high in glyphosate because they contain these grains or their products. One really common ingredient in many baby formulas is rice and rice syrup. Not only is there glyphosate in rice, but also high levels of arsenic, which is another carcinogen in rice and very high concentrations of it in rice syrup. <coughs> Excuse me. So next time you reach for gluten-free, beware what is the main ingredient, most likely rice, corn, or both, and rice syrup. Avoid it like rat poison. I actually call rice syrup almost as bad as high fructose corn syrup. And sadly enough, after people became more aware of the harmful effects of corn syrup, manufacturers started replacing it with rice syrup. So basically they replaced one poison or carcinogen with another. Some studies have shown that some cooking preparation methods do eliminate most of the glyphosates in some produce. For example, for peppers, blanching, boiling, canning has shown to eliminate most of the chemicals, but not all of it. Also, for things like peppers, apples, apples, pears, and things like that, washing with apple cider vinegar eliminates a lot of it from the surface. But when it comes to roots, like potatoes, you cannot wash those off uh, or cook most of it away. You are better off getting organic potatoes. Once again, I think I said this last week, avoid all potatoes from Idaho and large potato producing Midwest farms. They are sprayed. Now I want to list the three things in each category you should eliminate from your life. One food, one chemical, and one behavior. Number one, toxic foods. This week, I want to talk about farmed fish. I'm so concerned when I hear my cancer patients telling me that their oncology dietitian tells them to eat any fish instead of red meat. I have heard them telling patients to eat farmed fish like farmed salmon, tilapia, and other things. Now, let me tell you this. In my book, you may as well add small doses of cyanide to your food. Farm fish have many things wrong with them. I will just name a couple. They are in an enclosed quote-unquote cage for them, so unable to swim around naturally and freely as they would in their natural living environment. They're also fed things they would never encounter in their natural environment, such as cornmeal. There are lots of other issues, but that requires more time. So drop farmed fish like a bomb. Number two, toxic chemicals. This week I like to talk about parabens, commonly used in personal care products like soaps and shampoos and cosmetic products especially. They can act as um, like the hormone estrogen in the body and disrupt the normal function of hormone systems affecting male and female reproductive system functioning, reproductive development, fertility, and birth outcomes. Parabens can also interfere with the production of hormones. So next time you go to buy your personal care product, look for paraben-free products. Note, remember this, I'm offering a free webinar this Friday, July 17th at noon. I will talk about many more toxic products that are around us. This is a must webinar you should attend. Take an hour of your lunch break and attend this. You can sign up 
for free on my Facebook page or just email me. I will give you this information at the end of this podcast. Number three are toxic habits or lifestyles. Today, I want to talk about stress. I know this may not sound like a habit or lifestyle, but it is. Our fast-paced life has led people to live very stressful lives and not really having an outlet to manage that stress. First, much of the stress can be removed by eliminating the source of stress. If something is stressing you out on a regular basis, find the source and see to it that you remove the source as best as possible. Trust me, lots of stress around you can be eliminated, but you must remove the source first. You have to do it. Before you do that, you have to admit to yourself that the source exists and it is not a necessary thing in your life. Most of the time it is. I give you one example I hear all the time. Not planning ahead for your week's healthy eating and activities. Many of my clients talk about this all the time. I did not prep food for this week. I didn't have time to prepare healthy options during the week, so I grabbed whatever. It was busy, and I couldn't get out early enough to exercise, da 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 Okay, let me tell you something straight. If you plan well, you always always have time to eat healthy and exercise. Think of it this way. When you make a doctor's appointment, you plan that and put it on your schedule. And when the time comes, you go to your doctor. Do the same thing with healthy eating and exercising so that you not only limit the stress of rushing out of work, having to go shopping, get get home and prepare some food, family time if you have kids, and run around and run out of time because you did not plan. Schedule your food shopping and do it at that time. Make a list you don't wander around the store and buy unfit food. Schedule your, your exercise and wellness time into your workday just like your doctor's appointment or your chiropractor's appointment or your physical therapist or your dentist. Do not cancel your appointment with yourself. Remember, you are the most important person in your life and your health is your most important possession. When you eat well and you exercise regularly, your stress level naturally drops, trust me. I will talk more about stress at another time. Last but not least, I want to respond to this week's burning question. Somebody wrote this to me and asked their burning question. She writes, quote, before starting Eat to Be Fit Level 1, which is one of my programs that I offer and I will tell you about it at the end of this, I had a couple of skin tags, one under my arm and one under my breast. The one under my breast has disappeared, so I was curious what causes them and if my healthy eating has helped, end quote. What a great question. First, Eat to Be Fit is a 24-week comprehensive wellness academy that I offer. This is a very successful program and the graduates receive a certificate of completion and more importantly, when they fully participate and do all the things they're supposed to, they get 100% results with great success. The answer to this question is absolutely yes. It has to do with your healthy eating. Skin tags 
like this are usually caused by fatty skin folds and being overweight, sadly. Another related cause is blood sugar levels, which also happens to be related to being overweight. In fact, one of the early signs of prediabetes or diabetes is these skin tags. So pay attention to them. Don't ignore them. It is a good warning signal from your body to tell you that you need to get healthier. You need to lose weight, be active, regulate your blood sugar. What my client has been doing is an amazing health transformation. I'm so proud of her. She has lost a significant amount of weight and body fat, which naturally has improved her blood sugar levels, reduced her risk of diabetes, among other things, in the last 18 weeks or so. She has been very consistent with her exercise and maintained her healthy eating habits by planning ahead, shopping and preparing according to my guidelines, not deviating from her health plan, and most importantly, having a very positive attitude, which not only has made her very successful, but also has helped other participants in this curriculum. They all help each other. They support each other and keep one another motivated. And I'm proud of all of them. I've seen this many times with my clients. A very old chronic skin rash disappears, seasonal allergies gone, fasting blood sugar going down, reduction in hemoglobin A1C and reversing prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. And the list goes on. If you don't believe me, don't take my word for it. Read people's testimonials on my website. If you want to learn more about my Eat to Be Fit Academy, contact me. And you know how to contact me and reach me to talk, learn about topics, other things, questions, burning questions like the one she listed last week. You can go to my website at www.drlaleh.com, D-R-L-A-L-E-H.com, or visit my Facebook page, Dr. Lale PhD, or email me at contact at drlale.com. Send me your burning questions about health and how to get healthy and stay healthy for life because we all are entitled to health at little to no cost. Thank you for listening this week. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Until then, to your health and happiness.